Today's episode is sponsored by Wall Street Oasis. On this show, we talk a lot about the specific skills you'll need to demonstrate as an investment banker. But are you concerned about what your specific chances are at landing an offer? Be sure to check out the WSO Academy, a highly selective 12-week training program that can help you get the job. You'll get one-on-one mock interviews with investment bankers, courses, resume reviews, and an accountability system to keep you on track. Again, this program is highly selective, so spots will open up over time, but check out the link in the show notes and make sure you join the waitlist. You don't have to go it alone when recruiting. WSO Academy can provide the resources you need, so check them out today. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights, the only podcast dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so grateful that you're listening to me today talk this investment banking knowledge. We're going through mergers and acquisitions. You know what it is. We're talking about all the basics related to companies combining. We talked about what a merger is, what an acquisition is. We've talked about various aspects of strategics versus private equity firms. And today's question, my friend, is about goodwill and intangible assets. We're taking it back to the accounting section here for a minute, looking at the balance sheet. Remember that some of the line items on the balance sheet relate to things that aren't quite so tangible. And the question specifically is, what is the difference between goodwill and other intangible assets? Now, this is kind of where we see an interplay between accounting concepts and merger and acquisition concepts. Because remember, all of these things connect. All these things connect to each other. There's never really an isolated topic. And so that's something important to keep in mind. But let's define these for a minute. I mean, we talked about this many episodes ago, but just for the sake of repetition and clarity, goodwill, what is it? What does it mean? Well, goodwill represents the premium that a company pays above fair market value during an acquisition. So premium above quote unquote fair market value. So this is kind of that extra on top. If a company is buying another company and maybe the book value is $100 million, but they end up paying $150 million, well, where did that extra $50 million come from? Well, it's considered goodwill. And there may be some special reason why the company is paying more. I won't belabor the point here because we've talked about this in previous episodes, but that's what it is. That's what goodwill is. And as far as its value on the balance sheet, it doesn't typically change unless there's another acquisition. So company A buys company B, goodwill is added to the balance sheet of company A because A is the bigger company. So it kind of absorbs all the line items from company B. And then this goodwill is added to the balance sheet. It's now an asset. Now, that typically doesn't change, but let's say that company A then goes and acquires another company, company C, and there's a different amount of goodwill there. Well, then the goodwill on company A's balance sheet is going to change again. So that's where we would see it change because of another transaction. Now, you can write down goodwill, but that's apparently a rare scenario. So usually it just sits there on the balance sheet and changes during an acquisition. For the most part, it's fixed and doesn't change over time. Now, we're introducing this other concept now of other intangible assets. 
So it's not just goodwill that's an intangible asset on the balance sheet. You can have other items that don't relate specifically to goodwill that are still intangible but also still considered assets. Now, these could be things like the value of a patent portfolio, for example. Now, something like a patent portfolio, it has value, but we can't touch it. Like, and just to recap, like what an what a patent portfolio is, if you have an invention, you can register with a U.S. Patent and Trademark Office (USPTO). You can get exclusive rights for your intellectual property for whatever that invention is for a certain length of time, and nobody else can copy that. You have legal rights to that idea for a certain period of time. Super important in many industries. An example I can think of is in the pharmaceutical industry. If you have a brand name drug that comes on the market, whoever produces that drug, assuming there's a high demand for it, they're making a killing. They're making a killing because they can charge a ton of money because no one else has the right to make that specific formulation of that drug. That is for a certain number of years, and then guess what? All the generics come out because it's it's kind of it's this concept called a patent cliff. It kind of goes off a cliff, and then once the patent time expires, all these other companies have already been developing their competing products, and then they start pushing all the generic pills. So that's an example for you of an intangible asset is the value of things like patents. And this type of asset, when it sits on the balance sheet, it gets amortized over time. So what that means is the the value is getting kind of lowered and lowered gradually over time because it's it has value, but the value is going away. So taking it back to this patent example, you know ahead of time, for example, if, if you're a pharmaceutical company and you have this magical pill that you've created, you have a patent for it, you're making a lot of money, let's say you have 10 years left on your patent, well, you know the value of that patent is ultimately going to zero at a certain point in time. So you amortize this value over time to kind of account for that cost. And then when this happens, it affects the pre-tax income on the income statement. So that's kind of a connection between the balance sheet and the income statement when you have these other intangible assets. So those are the really the main differences between goodwill and intangible assets. Goodwill more or less is fixed. It mainly changes during an acquisition and it represents a premium to fair market value. Other intangible assets, they're also intangible, but they are amortized over time and the pre-tax income on the income statement takes a hit because of that. So those are the main differences. All right. So that's what I got for you today on Investment Banking Insights, a little more merger and acquisition magic going on. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm going to continue going through these M&A questions, trying to cover all the fundamentals here. So join me next time and we'll keep on going. Have a great day.